Welcome to Making It Count, a podcast that provides practical financial advice for every stage of life. I'm Christina. And I'm Randy. And we're not financial experts. (laughs) That's for sure. (laughs) No, we're just like you, aka doing our best to reach financial success and trying not to stumble along the way. And we're making it happen thanks to all the help from our money smart friends. That's right. So stay tuned for fun guest interviews, listener submitted Q&As, and plenty of our own money experiences. The more embarrassing, the better, right? You say embarrassing, I say educationally entertaining. Whether you're working to make the most of your paycheck or ready to up your investment game, we've been there and done that. And we still have more to learn. So together, let's make make it count. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Making It Count. And welcome back to our Money Plus Fun mini series. This is one of my favorites because, you know, we like fun. F-U-N. Fun. (laughs) So, Randy, I hope you're in a mood for some R&R because today's episode is all about saving with a staycation. I'm talking beach weekends, road trips, day trips, all the fun stuff that doesn't require a ton of planning. Thank goodness. Mm Mm-hmm. Hopefully it doesn't include a lot of money either because (laughs) that's probably my main focus with staycations is how we can make this as financially responsible as possible. Exactly. Because you don't want to spend a whole bunch of money. No. But we... I still like having fun. Yeah, we can still make it fun. So right here in our own backyards, we can definitely find something fun to do. And you can find staycation inspiration anywhere. And that's why I love the fact that I found from Statista. They actually said that 65% of Americans actually get their staycation inspiration from family and friends. That makes sense. I mean, yeah, every time I want to go somewhere that's nearby, I ask the people that I know. That's true. I, I would definitely say that too. Actually, I just had a staycation Where this did you weekend. Go? Is that why you're so tan? <laughs> no, Brandy, I wear lots of SPF. I do not leave the house. I'm wearing SPF now. Like my moisturizer has right SPF. Now? Yes. There's no sun to. in here. It There's doesn't no matter. Window. It's literally raining. It doesn't matter. You got to wear your SPF, Randy. <laughs> For sure. In terms of staycations, I've actually been recently, me and my wife, we went to St. Augustine. <gasps> I love love St. Augustine. Me too. Uh, And it was because of one of our friends told us about this ghost adventure tour. (gasps) That was really cool. Did you see any ghosts? No. Oh. No. Sorry. Plot twist. (laughs) We saw no ghosts. No ghosts. Zero ghosts. (laughs) Zero ghosts. I asked for a refund and they said no. They said boo. (laughs) I'll be here all week. All week. Great. I love the dad jokes. That (laughs) makes me so happy. All right. Well, I'm sure our listeners, especially the ones that are listening on their commute, maybe they're going to their staycation, are dying to plan their own staycations this summer or plan their next staycation. Yes. And luckily, we have very wonderful Money Smart friends. One of them is with us today to share some tips on saving with a staycation. Our guest today is Lauren Holloway, a content creator and local travel expert. She's going to walk us through everything you need to know to get the most bang for your buck during that staycation. Lauren, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I love a good staycation. This episode is great timing as I'm currently in the midst of budgeting to buy a house. So I definitely know firsthand what it can be like to want to do something enjoyable, but have to watch how much I'm spending at the same time. Yes, I feel that with a passion. Yes. 
All right. Well, Lauren, we're so excited to have you. And Randy, I'm going to allow you to go first. Ooh, thanks. I know. So, Lauren, let's get some ground rules just by stating uh, what types of vacations we're talking about. So what is a staycation? How would you help us define that? So for me, a staycation is a destination that's no farther than an hour or two from home. So living in Orlando, that can mean anything here locally right in Orlando or venturing out to cities like St. Pete, Daytona, or St. Augustine, where you yes, just were. of course. So in terms of their popularity, has anything happened recently? Like, I know we just went through that pandemic. I'm sure you know, people have been, little old thing. Uh, you know, two years of staying at home mm-hmm. all day, every day. Has that caused an increase in people wanting to to spend time closer to home? I would imagine so. I mean, I've personally noticed that when it comes to flying, flying just seems a lot more expensive than it was previously before the pandemic. I know when I've traveled, I went to Denver last year and I think the flights were like 600 bucks round trip. So it definitely add up if you're not paying attention. So I think it's because of the fact that airfare is going up and staycations are just a lot easier overall to maintain and to plan. I think that's why people are doing more staycations over vacations. Could not agree more. Yeah. And me having two kids, it's mm. a staycation can be just so much easier logistically to do because it's like you said, Lauren, it's an hour or two in the car. We can make that without any potty breaks. Or <laughs> <laughs> So we just learned in my research that we mostly get our inspiration for staycations from family or friends. Lauren, what are some of the best ways to discover staycation destinations? I mean, it sounds like family and friends are a great resource, but where else can we look to find inspiration? For me, I actually find a lot of my inspiration through social media, aside from talking from family and friends. Most of the unique spots I've found have been either through Instagram or TikTok, but I do find a lot of things actually by having those conversations too. On Instagram, I do have a folder. You know how you can save posts and you can name the different folders that it's in for different categories. So I literally have so many different folders for different cities in Florida. I have one for Tampa. I have one for Orlando, St. Augustine, you name it. Just with locations that I want to visit. Or if it's a conversation I had with someone that I haven't found a video on, I just write it on my phone. (laughs) That is such a great idea. I just like save things. I didn't ever think to categorize them. Yeah, I have to because I find so many things because for me, I'm a little bit addicted to Instagram. So I find so many things that I want to do. I just found it overwhelming when I used to keep it all in one area because there's just so many different experiences in various parts of Florida. And it's just easier for me to find in the future (laughs) if I do it that way. When you're searching for stuff, Lauren, on Instagram and TikTok, like what hashtags do you like? How do you find stuff in your search? Yeah, I think because I engage with a lot of the things to do, my algorithm for, you know, the explore and everything, it just populates that type of content for me. So for me, it helps with that. But I also follow the hashtags, stuff to do in Orlando, things to do in Orlando, things to do in Florida, visit Florida. Because you can also save hashtags as well and follow them. Whenever someone posts something with that hashtag, it will suggest it to you when you're scrolling through. 
That's genius. That's a great tip. Randy, really I idea. have a question for you. Ooh. If you had to categorize your Instagram folders, what would be your folders? Oh, no. Emily and I, my wife, we go to a lot of concerts. Oh. So most of mine would be music related. But just like Lauren said, like if you can make your algorithm work for you yeah. with the hashtags that you're using, then you're going to get more content related to that topic. Yeah. So all of my contents are full of hair tutorials. <laughs> National parks. Oh no. <laughs> and Disney. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's Those very specific. Three. That is so specific. But I love Lauren's idea because I love a staycation or like a day trip, like just categorizing and just making a folder. That is such a great idea. I so agree. I'm definitely implementing. I mean, there's that. so many Lauren's been saying it. There's so many things to do in Florida, mm-hmm. Central Florida especially. Like yeah. there's a lot to do and it's it can be overwhelming if you're not remaining organized yeah love that it helps yeah. me with my sanity <laughs> oh yes could not agree more <laughs> so lauren for anyone short of inspiration what are some of the most popular types of staycations or activities that you've been a part of or have seen on instagram or what have you so for me i'm a huge outdoor girl especially you know i work a nine to five where i'm inside all the time i'm on the computer So for me, I like getting outdoors and away from the computer screen. So I love anything outdoorsy, whether it's a spring, whether it's a state park, whether it's a trail. And then I also like museums because I just love learning new things all the time. And those are also the cheapest experiences you can do, right? Especially if you're on a budget. So trails and state parks, state parks are typically about $6 a car. And, you know, walking is free. So you're not, once you're in the park, (laughs) you're not spending any additional funds. And museums don't typically cost more than $14 a person. It's typically less than 10, but it really varies by the museum. So if you're doing these experiences and you're on a strict budget, you can do these experiences to save some money and you can spend your budget elsewhere, let's say on a meal or a dinner show or something along those lines. So, for example, one thing I recently did was I did a day trip to Daytona. So I went to the Museum of Arts and Sciences, which I didn't previously know existed. I only learned it was a thing like two, three weeks ago. And I was pleasantly surprised by the exhibits that they had. So they have a new James Space Telescope exhibit that's going on, I think, until October 1st. So I specifically went there for that. But they had so many other exhibits there. They had a lot of vintage Coca-Cola merch. They talked about how, where their glass Coca-Cola bottle originated from, how the inspirations for its shape, what it got its shape from. And it was only $12.95 a person. So wow. it had that. That's and then deal. it also had a Mastodon fossil that apparently was discovered in Daytona, which I had no clue that a fossil was ever discovered in Florida or Daytona, at least. And I learned that just by going to this museum. And then I also, a free activity that I did a few months ago was the Popka Wildlife Drive, which is open on weekends. And you just drive through and you see so many species of birds. You see a bunch of gators in their natural habitat. And it was something that I really enjoyed. The only thing you're spending is, you know, the gas to go through. You're not actually spending any money. Wow. 
You're opening my eyes. I will be there next weekend. That sounds that so, sounds cool. so cool. That's cool. You and I vacation very similarly, Lauren. I'm just going to like follow you on Instagram, which I already do. And I will just keep doing everything that you do. <laughs> After we get, you know, her blessing. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's totally fine. <laughs> you can definitely follow my footsteps. I definitely plan on doing some more outdoor activities in the future. So love it. Bring your SPF, Christina. Yeah, I will. Lauren, do you wear SPF? I do. See? Ugh. You guys need to get on it. I wear we, big hats. Yes, hats but you. Are, but the, the hats don't stop the sun. I put on like a normal amount of sunscreen, All not right. like a lot. Mm, My wife okay. gets on me too, I know. Good. I'm glad. Good for you, Emily. See, I used to be like the kind of person where, you know, when I was younger, I would do the dry oil and stuff. But now I'm like SPF 70, hat, sunglasses, you yes. name it. <laughs> Long sleeve. Yeah. In high Classic school, Floridians. I would put like the the sun in spray in my hair and like the oils and oh, yeah. No. And I don't tan either. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> it's just <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just I just get red like a lobster. Yes. Yeah. Oh Crisp my god. Ugh, gross. <laughs> okay, so Lauren, once we get that destination or activity locked down, what are your tips for saving while you're doing your staycation? So for me, if I'm driving somewhere that's a couple hours away, I always leave first thing in the morning. And that way I can make the most of my day and fit in as many activities as possible. If I'm staying at an Airbnb with friends, we will all chip in on food and drinks and snacks and make some meals there. So that way we're not spending all of our funds on eating out because quite frankly, eating out adds up very fast. So what we'll do is we'll research spots that we absolutely want to dine at. We'll pick one or two spots that we want to visit over the course of the weekend. I'll find a coffee shop because I'm a huge coffee drinker, especially if it's a unique spot. I'm definitely down to, to visit that. And those typically aren't too pricey. And if you're traveling with friends and all carpooling together, everyone pitching in on gas can also help reduce costs as well. And then I definitely take advantage of the free and low cost attractions. And then I will sprinkle in a couple, one or two more things that are a little bit more expensive just so I can get that experience in there. So I, I do a variation. I have the cheap or the free things. And then I have a couple things where I'm spending a little bit more money, but it all encompasses in the whole experience. It really makes the whole experience. I don't know about you, Lauren, but I love a good roadside attraction. Like Ooh. love roadside attractions. World's biggest piece of butter. Yes, I've seen. I've seen the quarter pounder with cheese monument. What? I've Where seen, is that? It's in South Dakota. I can't drive there. I have seen the largest prairie dog statue. I've seen the memorial in Tallahassee. If anybody wants to see, there's a possum memorial for all the lives that the possums gave for us to eat back in the 1800s. I love that stuff. But there's an app that we use. It's called Atlas Obscura. And okay, Lauren, put this on your list. I don't know if you guys were aware, but Bob Ross, the painter, is buried in Apopka. What? Or, or a Koei. Really? One of those. And his grave is in Apopka or a Koei. I can't remember where. And you can go and visit it. Sounds like a happy there little accident. <laughs> so I was actually going to talk to you guys about how, so I have something on my list that's in New Smyrna. There's a Bob Ross Museum and Art Gallery in New Smyrna that I was going to tell you guys about. I haven't visited it yet, but it's actually one of the unique things that I found just by having a conversation. I think it was my hairdresser that might have brought it up. Every time I go and get my hair done, she'll 
be like, okay, Lauren, have you heard about this, 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 and this? And then I'll just write everything down on my list. And that's how I've actually found some of my most unique experiences. But yeah, that's one of the things that I want to visit that's on my list to visit one day is, is there's so cool. a random art gallery with his original paintings in New Smyrna Beach. It's oh. wild. All right, I'm going. I'm only going if Lauren goes and then she posts about it. <laughs> And then we do it. <laughs> I will definitely go. Like I, it's been on my list. So whenever you want to plan it, Randy, let that me know. So, yes, I'm in. So Lauren, what about booking your staycation accommodations? Because you mentioned like pulling together money for gas and pulling together money for snacks. What's your go-to strategy to save without accidentally booking somewhere uh, less than savory? So when I typically travel with friends, we'll book Airbnbs just because it fits more people. And for the most part, it ends up being more cost effective. The most recent Airbnb I booked was in Tampa back in April. And we were in a house and I think we had about eight girls with us. And it was only 93 bucks per night per person. It was a completely renovated house. It was really cute. So it ended up being a really cost effective option for us. But I also look at all the websites, too. I look at Kayak, Booking, and Expedia. But in recent years, the best deals I've gotten have seemed to be from Booking.com. Interesting. We've heard that before. Yes, that's what Donna said. That's what Donna said. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In recent years, it seems like Booking.com has been, like, the the good one. (laughs) Wow. But I look at everything. I also look at Google. Like, I look at all of it. And Booking has just been what I've booked on recently. I do also have an ARP membership. I haven't used it yet. Wait, hold up. Wait a second. Isn't AARP for, how do I say this nicely, Like Christina? a more mature audience. Yeah. Yes. No, I know. You would think so because that's what all their marketing is for, right? It's always geared towards older people. But I was actually influenced from a travel influencer on TikTok. I cannot remember his name for the life of me. But it was like a video that he posted like a year or two ago. And he was just basically talking about all the savings and everything and how you actually don't have to be in that more mature audience to have the membership. So the little known fact is that you can, they actually accept members as low as 18 years old. Whoa. Okay. Okay. I'm going to have to do some research on this. Yeah. And you can save 10% off major hotel brands with the membership, uh, major restaurant brands. There's just so many benefits. You just have to go through the website. It's kind of overwhelming how many benefits there are. It so happens that the recent trips I've done, I've either stayed with family or I've been in Airbnbs. So I haven't had the chance to utilize it yet. But yeah, you can do an AARP membership and they have five-year which is like the best cost-effective membership that they have. And it's only six to three bucks for five years. Whoa. Wow. That sounds awesome. You know, I'm all about saving, especially when you're on a budget. And I've talked about this before, but I'm kind of a crazy person with organizing my credit cards. You know, one of the cards- That's not a bad thing. No, I mean, yeah. You know, I have like my Excel spreadsheet that's on my phone (laughs) and my wife makes fun of me for it. But one of the things I do is I, I try to track which cards have the highest rewards and travel is one of those big categories. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that our sponsor of the show, Addition Financial, they actually have a premier rewards card that gives you three times the amount of points if you book any travel related accommodation. Wow. 
Wow, three times? Yeah. And then That's you, awesome. And then, you know, you could use the points to buy all kinds of fun little things. Yeah. They've got a whole website. It's like Chuck E. Cheese, but for adults. <laughs> you, can, you know, you get the tickets and you buy the stuffed animal you want. Well, if you use the points in the right way, you can use you these You can just points. use it for more travel. Y- yeah. Because yeah. you get money. Yeah, that sounds it's great. It's pretty awesome. So my big tip for saving money, and I'm sure Lauren would agree with this, is when you book stuff, just use the right card and then yeah. you get points. I love that. Exactly. Use the right card. And let's say, you know, you have the AARP membership that you can save on flights too. So you can literally double up on benefits between that card and the membership if you wanted to. I love double downs. Like, that's awesome. (laughs) I'm all about getting the most benefits. (laughs) Yes. You are on the right podcast. Like, that is Randy and I's love language. Agreed. (laughs) Saving money. Snaps for Lauren. All right. So, Lauren, as I shared with you, one of my three folders in Instagram would be about Disney. I am a Disney pass holder and our family loves Disney. And actually, that's where we were this weekend for our staycation. So do you have any tips with the theme parks being right in our backyard about saving money and doing staycation here with the theme parks? I think with the theme parks, especially if you're a Florida resident, I think taking advantage of those Florida resident discounts I know right now they're having, I think it's up to 30% off their resorts, the Disney resorts, but the most affordable and cost-effective resorts they have are those their all-star resorts, which even though they're considered the cheaper hotels on Disney property, they're actually still really cute. All the rooms are themed and everything. They have this decor around their property that's really cute and themed, so even though it's still on the more affordable side, I've stayed in them before and I think they're just as good as the more expensive hotels. Fancier ones. Yes, exactly. But there are also hotels that are, you know, not Disney hotels that are located right off of property. So like Rosen has a Lake Buena Vista hotel. Depending on what time of year you go, can be as low as $59 a night. Whoa. That's uh, solid for a room. So one of the big things with Disney and their food is a lot of people love Mickey waffles, right? When you go and you get the Mickey waffles, I think you get like two small waffles and it's like 15 bucks for the entree. But Rosen, they have that hotel, the Lake Buena Vista Hotel. I think it's called Boardwalk Inn. They have a Mickey waffle making machine. They have a large mold and a smaller mold where it can make four smaller Mickeys. And that buffet is $13.95 per adult or $7.95 for kids. So you can still give your kids those waffles, but (laughs) they can make their own and they can have all you can eat and you can still embody the whole Mickey Mouse Disney type thing. That's really smart, you know, because Disney is very good with marketing and and putting all of the stuff out there that people who are traveling who aren't from the Orlando area, like that's all they know. Mm -hmm. But if you look right outside that Disney bubble, there's plenty of good options there. That's a good I never thought of that. Yeah. And they have all those neighbor hotel partnerships, too. Oh, yeah. There's so many other things you can do aside from the going inside the parks that's on Disney property. So one of the things that I did a few years ago was I did the four-person Surrey bike rental, which is really fun. They actually have a few different properties on Disney property. So the one I did was at Old Key West Resort, but I know they also have a Boardwalk Inn and Villas, Port Orleans, and Saratoga Springs. This is one of those like family bicycles, right? Is that what you're talking about? Christina, we got to go do that. Let's do it. I'm in. Lauren, you coming? 
I'd be down. It's been a while. It's been like two years since <laughs> I've been. But you can do that for 25 bucks a person. Or you can go to Animal Kingdom Lodge. You can see the animals, the giraffes or the zebras or whatever animals are out grazing for free instead of, you know, paying to go into Animal Kingdom. So there are a lot of things you could do on Disney property where you get, you know, a fun experience, but you're not actually paying to go into the parks or if you're not an annual pass holder. So I'm not an annual pass holder anymore. I used to have one, but I let it expire. (laughs) (laughs) You let it go. I feel that. Oh, I see Uh, what you did there. uh, You're not the only one that can say funny things, Randy. (laughs) That's true. Honestly, it's helped my bank account so much because <laughs> I used to go ham when I was a pass holder because I Feel could that. not resist merch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's pretty bad. All right, Lauren, it is time. I hope you're ready for our rapid fire questions in our making it count essentials. Randy, how about you start? Yes. All right, Lauren. So do you prefer a go, go, go staycation adventure or a rest and recharge staycation? What's the vibe? What do you want to go for? I'm a go, go, go person because I have zero chill. (laughs) (laughs) You did. She did tell us you wake up early to go get the most out of your day. So I completely agree with you there. I am, too. I'm one of those people that needs a vacation from my staycation. (laughs) Yes. Same. All right. What would you say is your number one reason to take a staycation over a vacation? So staycation is just the easeability compared to having to fly, go to the airport, everything like that. All you have to worry about is spending money on gas. You don't have to worry about flights or anything like that. So with that, I feel like it's a lot easier to plan. Agreed. So Lauren, what's your go-to planning tip for any staycation prep? Ooh, I definitely think coming home to a clean house is great. (laughs) So that way, you know, when you come home, you're refreshed. But I also think, especially if you're doing solo travel, if you're doing a solo staycation, making sure that people are aware of where you're going, especially if you're doing a trail or something outdoors prior to leaving. I think that's definitely great because you never know. You literally never know. You always want to be safe. And wear that sunscreen. And wear, yes, of course. (laughs) All right, Lauren, last one. What is your favorite place to staycation in Central Florida? A staycation I recently took was at the Wyndham I Drive. I know a lot of people, when they think of I Drive, they think, you know, it's a tourist trap. But it's actually grown so much over the past few years. I feel like I've gone there so many times just as a local just with Icon Park and Point Orlando. So I really enjoyed Wyndham I Drive just because everything was walkable, all the activities that I did was walkable. I literally didn't drive my car the whole weekend that I was there. Oh, that's nice. Nice. And it's very affordable. Even nicer. (laughs) Thank you, Lauren, so much for walking us through how we can save with a staycation. Yes, it was so wonderful to have you on. And can you let our listeners know where exactly they can find you for all of their inspiration? Of course, you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Sunshine and Key Lime blog. And my website is sunshineandkeylime.com. Such a cute little name. It is. I love it. And I do follow Lauren on Instagram and it is great content. So I highly recommend a follow because it is a lot of fun. So, so many fun things to do on there. Thank you, Lauren. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a good one. 
Randy, it's time for our favorite segment. What What did did we we learn learn today? today? I'm going to go first this time. There is so much that Lauren covered with us today. But the most interesting part for me was the Instagram folders. Yes. Because it's so true. Like you hit save or you hit like, and then you have hundreds of things, hundreds of ideas. Like which one do you go with? We didn't talk about this. My feed is partly like how to do recipes. Really? Yeah, it's like recipes. I talked concerts, but also like the staycation idea is really smart. So when you're trying to plan for stuff, if you make folders to keep yourself organized, it's a really good way to plan your next staycation. I think that's a great tip. And then staying on that Instagram train is that I really liked her idea of following hashtags and like doing like family Florida vacations or Florida staycations hashtags and then finding what other people are doing. I thought that that was a really great idea. Could not agree more. So now it's time for this episode's resource to help listeners make it count. Christina, what do you got? All right. This is a good one. And I'm not just saying it because it's a previous making it count (laughs) episode. Shameless plug. Always. This one is from our Money Plus Love mini series, and it's all about navigating finances with friends. And Lauren mentioned that a lot today about traveling with friends. Splitting gas, all that. Yep. So when the time comes to split the bill at the end of your group staycation, and it helps you like navigate that conversation, which can sometimes be uneasy. It can be. So as always, you can grab that resource at the link in our show notes, courtesy of producers Lauren and Nicole. Thanks, Lauren and Nicole. And thank you to our listeners for joining us today. And we will see you next time on Making Making It It Count. And that's a wrap on this episode of Making It Count. Thanks so much for joining us today. You can find our show notes in this episode's description. Be sure to subscribe or follow to stay up to date on our latest episodes. And don't forget to rate or review us on your favorite podcast app. And do you have your own burning financial questions? Send them our way at podcast at editionfi.com and we'll feature them on a show. Miss us already? Don't worry. We'll be back soon with another episode of Making Making It Count. Count.